Hi, this is Melissa with Mixin' Some Magic. Welcome to my podcast. Welcome and happy Halloween. It's Halloween weekend this week and I'm sure you've got a lot going on. I've got a lot going on between all the Halloween parties and trick-or-treating and everything like that so it's going to be a fun Halloween filled weekend. So hopefully you have some fun plans. Um, We're going to take my youngest trick-or-treating. My older kids all have plans. Tonight we might take some of our kids and their friends to a haunted car wash. Have you guys heard of this? So there's these car washes that they've changed into haunted car washes and they have like creatures and I don't know, scary horror type things walking around inside the car wash and they'll like rub soap on your windows and Um, just kind of walk around your car while you're inside the car wash. So I don't know. I've seen some videos of them. It seems fun, but yet scary, but maybe not too scary since you are inside your car. I don't know. Um, My girls are really excited about it. They want to go try it out. So they're bringing some friends and we're going to go drive through the haunted car wash. So hopefully it's not too scary. I think it'll be okay, but hopefully I don't end up with nightmares. (laughs) Um, we're also having a fun Halloween dinner on Halloween. Every Halloween I make a big Halloween themed dinner and we have all kinds of things like I make poison dragon eggs and witch's fingers and dirty band-aid cookies and I have a pumpkin that's throwing up guacamole. So it's pretty fun. My kids all look forward to it and so we're going to be doing that this weekend And I think that's about it. Lots of candy, lots of Halloween fun, so it should be good. So hopefully you have some fun Halloween plans. Let's talk about a little Disney news before we get started with um, my guest. I have a special guest today, Mandy, my cousin, and my Disney BFF is joining me later to talk all about a few aspects of our trip to Walt Disney World last week. I think we were there last week. So on this episode, we're going to be talking about how we got into Space 220, the new restaurant that's open at Epcot, and our review and thoughts of it, the new Ratatouille ride. Um, She's going to tell us all about her experience with Disney Genie Plus, which launched on the day she was there, so she got to experience it at Disney World on the very first day. And we also talk about some of the, um, the interesting things that happened in our hotel room while we were while we were there we had a few problems but it was fun um so we're going to talk all about that but first i wanted to talk a little disney news biggest disney news is that disneyland raised their ticket prices this week overnight so everyone woke up and ticket prices were higher which was surprising because this usually doesn't happen in october it usually happens in january february so if it was january or february we would have not really been that surprised, but because it was October, it was surprising. Um, so that's not great news. And also the highest magic key, the dream key is now sold out. So if you wanted the dream key, it's sold out for the time being. Um, but all the other magic keys are still available. 
So the bad news is ticket prices are higher. The good news is you can still get tickets at the old price for a very limited time. Through November 3rd, you can buy tickets at the regular price through my partners at Getaway Today. So this can potentially save you a ton of money, like up to almost $50 a ticket if you're doing five-day tickets. Uh, so that adds up, especially if you have a big family or a big group that you're buying tickets for. So I'm going to put a link in the show notes if you want to check it out for tickets at the old price through November 3rd. Check it out. Also, if you're planning on gifting a trip to someone this Christmas, this is the perfect time to buy tickets. The tickets last through the end of 2022. So if you were going to be visiting Disneyland anytime between now and the end of 2022, you need to buy your tickets now so that you can save that money. So I will put a link in the show notes. Check it out. You really don't want to miss this deal. Um, prices are never going to be cheaper than they are right now at this moment. So take advantage of it. Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'll have Mandy. The beginning of my recording with Mandy is a little bit glitchy, but it smooths out after a few minutes. So I'm really sorry about that. Thank you for your patience. I'm working on getting that fixed. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to Mix In Some Magic. <music> Hi, Mandy. How are you? Good. How are you doing today? Good. You having a good day? Yeah, absolutely. You? Good. So far, so good. Good. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. You're welcome. I'm excited to be here again and do this with you. We've got quite a few things to talk about. So we just got back from Disney World. We went to the Boo Bash, which I talked about in my last episode and then we went I mean we did all the stuff at Disney World well the boobash is at Disney World I guess I should say that if you didn't know boobash is at Disney World so we went to Disney World in Florida for the boobash and then we got to do a lot of other fun things while we were there and Mandy is luckier than me because right after I left then they started Genie Plus and Mandy was staying a few extra days so she got to be there on the very first day of Genie Plus and try it out. So I'm excited to hear all about your first impressions and thoughts. I was there. I did stay a couple extra days. And I mean, luckily, I had that plan before I knew that Genie and the Genie Plus was coming out. So I was super excited that I was going to be there. And you were just like, very disappointed you were not. I know. I can't believe I had to leave like the day before it's, it dropped. I, I don't know how that happened. Just the luck, right? I guess. So tell us what you thought about it. Tell us your feelings. Okay. Well, my initial a little hard to kind of follow and not, I mean, I got used to it, but I'll tell you a little background, but I actually waited up till 1230 in the morning. I guess it would be Tuesday morning that it dropped just so I could re-download my app and I could look at the Genie and the Genie Plus and see how it all works and figure it out so I didn't have to waste time in the morning. Mm -hmm. And at 1230, it still had not dropped yet. And so I went to bed 
and I got up at six and had the very first thing it did was have me, I guess not redownload, but update my app, my Disney World, my experience app. Mm-hmm. So it updated that. And then by the time I got in there and I found the genie and genie plus in my Disney experience, I, I probably spent like a half an hour just kind of looking over it and seeing how it all worked and what was going on with it. So is this the genie, just the genie or the genie plus that you were looking through so, or both? Uh, so both because I had actually paid to do the genie plus too. Gotcha. So I had paid to do the genie plus, but there's also still a tab that does just the automatic genie for everybody. So it's just, it was a lot of information right at the first. So my initial reaction was, I mean, it was just a lot of information to be looking at and trying to get used to on the day I wanted to use it, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. And you're experienced with Disney World, so you already, like, know what you're doing, and then it was still a lot, right? Yeah, and yeah, and I I had been, like, a MaxPass user at Disneyland, like, go-to MaxPass user, and it was just, it was a lot of at me, so... It just asks you a bunch of questions and you answer those questions and then it formulates your day for you. Mm-hmm. And it gives you tons of recommendations and it's always updating those recommendations. And it's helping kind of even out the park on the wait times of things. Okay. There's a purpose for it um, because it'll tell you like um, you can go to this restaurant because there's no waits currently and Stuff like that. So it's so. trying to like drag people from more crowded areas of the park to less crowded areas to kind of even it out. Yeah, that's what I think it was doing and how I kind of saw it. And it was giving you like the lowest wait times for the popular rides, like when to go ride those so you don't have to stand online now. And like what rides were low wait times currently that you could go to. So it was just, it was a lot of looking at my phone. To be honest, for the first little bit, just kind of getting used to it. But when I do it, I realized I just liked the tip board, which had the wait times for every single ride. It had where I could book my Genie Plus rides. And then it also had where I could pay for the paid Lightning Lane rides. Mm-hmm. So it kind of had like everything laid out for you on one page um it wasn't giving me any suggestions on the tip board really okay so so that's what you were more interested in that information was more important to you yeah I liked the tip board and once I figured that out that the tip board kind of like where I want to be then I just thought like it was a lot more simpler for me to understand and I actually really liked it and enjoyed it by the end of the day so that's good that was a lot of my opinion, right? So did you feel like it worked, that the Genie Plus worked really similarly to the Max Pass, the old Max Pass at Disneyland? Yeah, I felt like it did. Um, it was really simple and really nice. The one thing I will say is I would book your top priority attractions very first. Mm-hmm. Like my first attraction was oh, what was it thunder mountain mm-hmm. 
and getting there and seeing it like I should have booked uh Peter Pan first at Magic Kingdom because Peter Pan was like every time once you book an attraction with the Genie Plus you can't book another one until you use that one right so I had to kind of rethink my strategy but I definitely think you need to still have a strategy going into the parks utilizing the Genie Plus and the paid lightning lanes if you want to be able to write everything. Um, because if you're just depending on the Genie Plus and you get to the parks late, um, a lot of the big attractions might be booked for a couple hours. And if you have to sit on a, a booking, then that kind of takes away a couple hours and you can't go write anything else. Right. That makes sense. Because I know there was a lot of strategy involved in using max pass at Disneyland. And there were rides like space mountain, um, that you had to make sure you booked an early max pass for, or else they would be gone for the day. Cause they get booked up. Yeah. So it's, it's like that a lot. I didn't see any, and it was, it was pretty crowded the day I went, but I didn't see any, there wasn't any that weren't available by the end of the day. There were okay. still some that were available, but I also don't know that a lot of people were using it the first day. Yeah, it's hard to know, huh? Yeah, but I will say every line I went in, it was a lightning lane, was like a five-minute wait tops. Mm-hmm. And most of them I walked right on. That's right. nice. Yeah. So with Max Pass and Fast Pass at Disneyland, you still would have to wait a while. I mean, usually it was only like, it was like 15 or 20 minutes less than the regular line. Yeah. But this was like, the standby lines on some of the rides are like 80 minutes. Like Peter Pan was like an 80 minute wait. Uh huh. And I waited five minutes. So. See, that's impressive. I think that's going to be the benefit of the Genie Plus is since it's a paid upgrade and it's not included with any annual passes, then not everybody's going to do it. And so I think that the lines will actually be much shorter than the old fast pass and max pass lines. Yeah. I thought that they were a lot shorter. I, by the end of the day, I absolutely loved the new genie, um, genie plus the lightning lanes, the paid lightning lanes. I did two paid lightning lanes. You're allowed to do two a day. And I did them both. So which ones did you do? So I hopped over to Epcot. And I paid to ride Ratatouille and Frozen. And how much were they when you were there? Because I know it fluctuates. But how much did you pay? I rode them in the evening around like 5.30 and 7. And I only paid $9 a piece. Not, for not them. too bad. No. So... That's totally separate, though, from the Genie Plus. Like, you could still hold a Genie Plus ride reservation and have a lightning, paid lightning lane at the same time, right? Yep. I was still using my Genie Plus uh, boardings and bookings, I guess. And then I still had, like, my paid lightning lanes. Yep. I wish they would have, like, a, their own name for these paid lightning lanes because it's getting confusing. I know I told you I think I texted you and I was like I'm so confused like I don't understand like why does everything say lightning lane on it right instead of like I don't know like because you just walk up to 
um like frozen it says lightning lane it's the same as like everything else says lightning lane so right it could it could be confusing to know like which one's paid and which one's not but on the tip board like it will tell you like this is a paid lightning lane and it tells you exactly how much it is before you book it so oh that's good to know yeah it's that makes it easier and it actually on the paid ones too it lets you pick your time so yeah so it didn't say like you had to come this time it said like you know what hour would you want to come five six seven or eight and then it gives you like the minute breakdown so I could pick like 540 or 620 or whatever I wanted that's nice so on the paid lightning lanes those like the Ratatouille and the Frozen ride that you rode, they didn't have an option for Genie Plus, right? You could only wait in the standby line or pay to go in the Lightning Lane. Yep, correct. Okay. This is exciting. So how are you feeling about it coming to Disneyland? Are you super excited about it? Are you going to use it all the time? Yeah, I'm going to buy the Genie Plus and use the paid Lightning Lanes every single time. Personally, I, for me, I really didn't love looking at the free genie. Um, It was a lot of information for me. And a lot of the suggestions that were, was giving me weren't like the most popular things I wanted to do every day. Yeah. But if my goal is to get on as many rides as I can with the shortest amount of wait times, which is my kind of goal is I think the Genie Plus and the Paid Lightning Lanes are the way to go, for sure. Good to know. Well, I've been watching at the people talking about the normal Genie new feature on the app at Disney World. And it's funny, like some people will put in all eight of their top selections and then they just want to follow the day to see what Genie will do. And it will send them all over the park doing all kinds of things that aren't on their list. And by the end of the day, they've only hit one or two things on their list and done all these other things that they didn't even care about. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, see, and that's what I kind of felt like when I was actually looking at it. I was like, why? I don't want to do like all these things. And the nice thing is too, is like, I did kind of have a strategy and I started at Thunder Mountain and I kind of went, you know, Thunder Mountain to Splash Mountain and kind of like in a, order of how the rides were yeah and I mean it worked out that I could get every single lightning lane that I wanted except for Peter Pan so I decided I booked it and then I had a sit down dinner reservations and I went and sat down for dinner and ate for an hour and a half and then by the end of the hour and a half by the time I walked back to Peter Pan I was able to use my lightning lane pass so that's perfect yeah and that was my last ride for the day in magic kingdom i just think you have to have a strategy still and not just expect the free genie to kind of put your strategy out there yeah i'm interested to try it out i think we need to go when disneyland brings the genie and i think it would be fun to just do a day where we do everything that genie tells us to do and see where we actually end up and then to do another one with Genie Plus. I don't know. I have all these ideas. You're included in all of them. So you have to come. (laughs) Okay. How about we both do different Genie days? 
who gets more done. Okay, but I know you're going to want the Genie Plus. I'm going to get stuck with the regular one. <laughs> I'll do the regular one since I tried the Genie Plus already. Okay, you're just going to be riding the train around and going on the carousel all day. <laughs> That's pretty much what I would be doing. <laughs> That'll be fun, though. We'll have to plan it. Okay, that will be way fun. But no, overall, I really liked it. And I'll be planning on using and paying for the Genie Plus service every time. So, well, I think for people who visit infrequently, you know, if they're only going once a year or maybe every few years, I think budgeting and making that part of their Disney budget and planning on using it, especially on days that are crowded, is going to be super beneficial. For people who go once a week, probably not. But I think it's going to be really helpful for those vacationers who aren't there all the time. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like that is what is kind of meant for. And you hit the nail on the head with that one. I just think that that's kind of what it's built for and who will benefit most from it for sure. Well, it's exciting. We did some other fun things while we were there, though. Should we talk about those? Yeah, we did do lots of new and fun things this time. Um, you mentioned Ratatouille, so let's talk about that. You got to ride it twice, once with the paid Lightning Lane, and then we actually got a boarding group to ride Ratatouille when we were there, and I was blown away because I did not think we would get one. And we were one of the very first ones that morning, so we got to Epcot, and we went, did we go straight to Ratatouille? Yep, we went straight there because we are group four, I think. You killed it on the getting a boarding group. I know. I don't know what happened. I <laughs> can't explain it. <laughs> it's because we're not trying to get a rise to resistance. Right. <laughs> so that's, that's probably that's it. <laughs> so we waited, though, uh, probably like 40 minutes, do you think? Yeah, it was pretty busy in the morning. I think uh, it's always probably busy. Probably. But yeah, probably 40 minutes. So when you did the lightning lane, though, how long did you wait? Uh, I walked right on it. Yeah, that's nice. So the line was mostly outside, but once you got inside, it was really cute. It was like you were in Paris. Is that right? Paris? Yeah, Paris. Yes. So it's like you were part of the scene from from Ratatouille. You were in some of those city scenes, so like you were walking through the city uh, rooftops. Yes, and you saw like the restaurant sign. What was it called? I don't know. It starts with an R. Gustav's. What was it? Was it Gustav's? Oh, Gustav's. That's yep, that starts with a G. Yes. <laughs> Gustav's. I don't know. I, I think, think so. so. I haven't seen the movie in a long time, but yeah, you could see him, and then. Um, really, you walked right into the queue. You weren't inside very long. I didn't feel like. No, once you get inside, you, they don't have a lot of line inside, but it is adorable, the queue inside. It is. And so then you sit in these carts that look like rats and they're kind of, um, it's the same style as Rise of the Resistance where they're it's like the strong magnets are pulling the carts around. And the idea is, I don't want to give away spoilers, but the idea is that they shrink you, you're shrunk down to the size of a rat. And so it's like you're Remy running through the restaurant. And it's in 3D. They give you 3D glasses. 
Yes, which is tricky with your mask because your glasses are going to fog up. Yep, and, and they definitely do. But it's fun because it's not only in 3D, but they had like some special effects going on too. Yes, and they had a one scent that I noticed. Yep. The scent of baking bread. So when you go on it, I'm sure you'll notice it too. It was fun. Yeah, I love the ride. It's one of, I don't know, it was one of my favorite rides this trip to do. It was really cute. I loved it. Hence why I paid $9 to ride it again. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, it was a good one. So I think people are really going to like it. It's a good addition to Epcot because it's kind of, they kind of need a couple more rides over there. They do. It was really, really cute. Well, while we were at Epcot, um, we talked about, I was telling you how I had tried so hard to get us reservations for this new restaurant that just opened there called Space 220. I always want to call it Space 2020. But <laughs> it's Space 220. I wrote it down right here so I wouldn't mess it up. 220. And I got close a couple times and I just was never able to make the reservation. So I was kind of bummed. So we wandered over to the restaurant because you thought maybe you could get us in. Well, (laughs) I maybe could have if we would have went earlier. But I kept telling you, I'm like, I think there's a lounge that you don't have to have reservations for that you can just go up. And you're like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't I haven't heard anything about lounge. So. I went up and asked the hostess, and there is actually a lounge that you don't need reservations for. It is a really small lounge, but um, she was like, well, the lounge experience is like an hour and a half, so I don't have any openings for an hour and a half. And I was like, wow, that's a long experience, but okay. (laughs) Well, when you went up to ask her, I said, well, you can go ask her. She's just going to laugh at you and tell you you're not getting in. And she kind of did, right? She kind of did. She was just like, no, you're not getting in. It's an hour and a half wait and I might not be seating anybody. I'm like, okay. Okay. Um, So (laughs) then we were just hanging out in front of the restaurant. You had just come back and we were looking at the menu and I was feeling sad that I hadn't tried harder or that we hadn't gone to the lounge earlier, but I had actually forgotten (laughs) all about it. Um, when these two ladies that were standing there asked if we had reservations, we said no. And they said, well, we have two extra spots. We have a reservation for four and there's only two of us. Do you want to join us? Yes. It was so incredibly nice of them. It was nice of them. So I said, yes. I looked at you after I said yes. And you looked a little hesitant. Well, I was hesitant because I was like, when we were walking over there, you're like, I'm getting a little hungry. And I was like, I'm really not that hungry yet. But I'm like, <laughs> I'll just go to the lounge and get a drink and like a snack. And then when we said yes to dinner, I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to eat a whole dinner. <laughs> well, and it is a whole dinner. Like they give you, it's like a, a set price and they give you, you choose from a series of appetizers and entrees and desserts. So it really is like a full dinner. There's no just ordering an appetizer or something small. No. And you pay, you pay for this dinner too. So I was like, well, I am not paying. What was it like? $79. I think it was 89. I think so. And I was like, I'm not paying $89 for this meal and not eating it. So here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. So she sucked it up and we 
went in and the experience was really cool. I hadn't seen much about it online because I kind of don't like to know a lot of things before I go into them. I think it's more fun to just see how it goes. But they take us up in this elevator. What did they call it? Uh, Space portal? No. Uh, I don't know what it was called. No. That wasn't it. It was like a Stellivator? A Starivator. It had Vader in it. Anyway, they took us up this elevator and you can look down and it's like you're leaving Epcot completely the, up this tall elevator and it's taking you all the way up into outer space where they have this restaurant above Epcot in outer space. So I thought that was really cool. I didn't know that's what was happening, but I liked it. You really did feel like you were going to a different spot. Like, I think we I did, even, didn't we? I, yes. Like, I don't even know how, in reality, how long of our, like, elevator ride that was. Probably only one floor. But I felt <laughs> like it was, like, in outer space. I, I think they literally took us to outer space. I think that they did. I felt like it was. It felt like they did. And so then they take you out of the elevator, the Stellivator. I'm going to look up what it's called. I just keep wanting to say Stellivator, Starivator. It doesn't matter. Um, and they walk you into the restaurant and they have all these glass windows on the back side of it. And it's a view um, of the earth from outer space. So it's we're sitting in space looking at the earth. Mm-hmm. It was so cool. And then they had like um astronauts floating and they had like meteors floating and they had spaceships yeah they would come by it would change what was outside your viewpoint Uh uh-huh it was so cool it was really cool it was impressive right when you walk in it was very impressive it was especially since it's really hard to get reservations and then you go in and you're like wow now i know why it's so hard to get reservations here Right. And the restaurant was very small, I felt like. Yeah, I think they've set it up for like a fine dining experience because by the time we got in there, it was like, what, two hours and 45 minutes by the time we sat down and then finished and left. Yeah, yeah, it was a long time. We decided, I mean, usually most sit down places at Disney are pretty quick. They get you in and out. But they were trying to make this more of a an experience. Kind of we felt like we were on a cruise ship where they take their time bringing you each course. Mm-hmm. They definitely did. They definitely give you time to get each course, talk, just kind of it's more of a relaxing atmosphere. I don't know. I really liked it. And it was fun to experience it with. Our two ladies that we met, um, they were super nice and super fun. Yeah, it was really sweet of them to even think about including other people because we even talked about it after. And I was like, I don't know if it would have even crossed my mind to invite somebody else to join us. If we had had two extra spots, I would have been like, oh, too bad that we didn't have anybody to come with us. But it was really, really thoughtful of them to ask us to come with them. I know, and they were actually, they are so thoughtful. They were, like, eagerly trying to get, like, two people to come with them because they had told us that they had put an announcement out on, like, some Disney World Facebook groups um, that 
they had two extra spots and if anybody wanted to come to meet them at the restaurant at this time and um, nobody had taken them up on it and so we just happened to be at the right place at the right time yep exactly so their names were emma and kate cat cat yep. sorry cat sorry emma and cat we had a great waiter i didn't ever catch his name but he was really fun and so we we ordered appetizers i got a salad what did you get I got the same salad. We got you the got same the exact meal, I think. We did. No, we got different desserts. So oh, yeah. I got the salad, and that was really, it was yummy. And you got this drink. Tell them about your drink. It was like this Pop Rock drink. Um, I can't remember the name of it, but it was so fun. It was like this lemonade, coconut, blue raspberry type thing. It was blue, and then the waiter comes, and he puts Pop Rocks on top of it, and it like start shooting pop rocks like all over the table everybody <laughs> i know he had his tray and he was using it like a shield he was really cute about it yeah no it was it was a really good drink though too and it was fun to order so yeah that was fun and then with your drink he brought you this little pack of cards this space 2220 trading cards and he was super excited about these this deck of cards and he was explaining how they're like collector's items and how lucky you are to get one and and I still don't really get them but he was excited about it he was so excited about it and I was just like oh thanks <laughs> I know and so he's like open it let's see what you got so you opened it and you're like, I don't know what I'm looking at, but he was excited. And then he kept, every time he would come back to the table, he would bring us another deck of this little pack of cards and like discreetly slip it to one of us. So by the end of the night, all four of us walked away with a deck of these exclusive Space 220 trading cards. Yeah, because I think they're only giving them out for the first little while and he had already said, like, there's supposedly some mystery white card that only there's, like, a thousand white cards out of all these decks, I well, guess. Well, we, we didn't get a white card. We did not. But he's like, if you get a white card, it's worth, like, $600. People are trading them already. I'm like, holy crap. So, it'll be interesting to see if these Space 220 cards, collector's cards, take off in value one day. Well, I hope so, because I have mine, and then I took yours, too. I know, because I was like, I think I'll just throw this away. <laughs> nope. So I've got two decks. If anyone wants to offer me $600 for one, I would gladly sell it to you. <laughs> I'm just putting it out there. Putting it out there. There you so go. So for dinner, we each had steak and what a filet mignon. And then what did it come with? Was it, like, carrots, green beans? Um, I don't know. Flaming yawn and potatoes and green beans. <laughs> I don't know. We don't know. We don't know. It came with some type of vegetable. <laughs> yeah, I have a picture of it. I'll look back. And then for dessert, there were four desserts to choose from. We each decided to just get a different dessert, and then we could all try each other. So dessert, there was a chocolate cheesecake that I got. You got the, like, a toffee pudding, bread pudding? A toffee bread pudding that was, like, not even a toffee bread pudding. There was no toffee on it. We're not sure why they called it that. And then Emma got a vegan carrot cake. 
and Kat got a lemon a lemon mousse. Yes, so we we got to try all of them, and it was funny because we all kind of liked different ones the most. Emma loved the carrot cake, and I thought the carrot cake was very good, especially like since it was vegan. It was impressively good for being vegan, but I kind of liked mine, the chocolate cheesecake, the best. I like cats, the lemon. It was so good. I liked mine the least. <laughs> yeah, yours. I liked yours the least, too. But I did like the lemon one was good. It was just very strong lemon. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was all really good food, I thought, that night. I definitely think it's worth going to. Yes, just for the atmosphere. And the food was really good. And I do wish they would have had bread on the table or something, though. For $89, we probably could have had a bread basket. Yeah, I forgot about bread. That would have been yummy. I know. It would have. We'll put it in our suggestions. (laughs) Next time Disney calls and asks our opinion, we'll tell them. Okay, we'll be like, you need bread. It's basically 20. Yeah. So we really enjoyed it. Then um, when it was time to leave, they took us back down the Stellivator. I'm just going with Stellivator. And then we were back at Epcot. And that was that. And our journey to space concluded. Yep. It was really fun, though. I'm glad we got to go. Um, I don't know that I would take my whole family there just because that would be really expensive. And I think that they would eat the food okay, but to pay like 600 bucks for my family to sit in an outer space restaurant, probably not. Yeah, because I think we figured with our meal, I got a drink. So if you're getting like any type of drink, alcohol or non-alcohol, and then your tax and tip, I think I pay like $115. Yep. It's well over $100 per person. Yeah. So, and I don't know how much the kids' meals cost. I'm sure they were a little less. But usually at Disney, the kids' meals are for nine and under. So, for your older kids, you're going to be paying full price. So, it was cool. It was fun. I'm glad we got to do it. But I don't know that I would take a bunch of kids. No, it's definitely, for me, like a solo, like, girls trip or you know, if you're going with your spouse or like a friend or something special. Yeah. Yep. So I'm glad we got to go. It was really fun. So thank you, Emma and Kat. That was amazing. Yes. Thank you, girls. All right. We have to talk about the Amphicar. I don't even know if I'm saying that right either. That's a hard word. So at Disney Springs, they have this car and it's kind of like this classic looking car I don't know what kind because I don't know about cars but it drives from this little dock ramp straight into the water and then it turns into a boat and drives around the little lake it was so awesome it's really cool that was like my one bucket list thing I wanted to do was ride the amphicar at Disney Springs (laughs) I know. And so I was like, okay, well, I will come with you because I like to ride in Amphicars. <laughs> and so I... we had to put our name on the wait list. And I think we waited like an hour and a half. Uh huh. And then they called us back and they put us in the teal car. And we had a, a little captain driver and he was really cute. And they took our picture for us in front of the car and in the car, which was fun. And you could fit four people. I think it would probably be kind of squishy with four people. Probably do one in the front, two in the back. It's more, unless you have a small child, probably three, three adults. 
is probably the best. Yeah. But you could squish more if they were smaller, smaller kids. And it was really fun. They, I'm, I still don't get how it works because they open the door for us and they close the door. And I really thought that water should be coming in the door. There's no top on the car. So it's like a convertible style. But I don't know how they did it. I know. I'm still a little baffled on how it goes on land and in the water. And I just kept looking at the captain's door because I was sitting right behind the captain and it had like a little gap. Like, you know how you kind of like leave your car open a little bit? Car door. And I just kept looking at it and it had that little gap. And I was like, how is there not water leaking in here? I don't know. But there wasn't. I know. There wasn't. I was like, this is amazing. So he took us on maybe a 15-minute ride around the harbor. And that was fun. And he was telling us about all the fish that were in the lake and, and the birds that were around. And I asked if there were alligators. And he said no. But I think that's a lie. I mean, I think probably Disney World tries their best to remove the alligators, but once in a while there has to be one that sneaks in, right? I think so. I think that they're just, the cast members are trained to tell people, nope, there's no alligators here. But I bet there is like a team of people who, whose job it is to roam around Walt Disney World and look for alligators. They probably have traps. They probably remove them as soon as they find them, but I'm pretty sure there's been an alligator in that lake before oh i'm positive there's probably been an alligator in that lake it didn't stop me from putting my hands in the water though while we were driving around no it was warm so it was nice yep and then he took us back to the dock and he just drove straight out of the water and back into the parking space it was so fun i loved it it was fun it was pretty cool Well, let's talk about one more thing that happened that was kind of funny. We had, we stayed at the Fairfield, the Marriott Fairfield, not on property, but it was pretty close, maybe like 10 minutes from Disney World. Yeah, it was right down the street from Disney Springs. um, And it was in like the Marriott Village. So there was three different Marriott's, but it was a really close Uber ride to, yeah, Disney World. Yeah, it wasn't bad. So we we got in late when we first arrived. And when we walked into our room, it smelled kind of moldy. Kind of. I mean, it was not more. It was more than kind of. It smelled moldy. Oh, yeah, like must and mold and really yeah. bad. And I'm like, I don't know. But it was it was doable. It was doable to stay there for a But night. we were so tired. We were like, screw it. Just let's just go to bed. And then you noticed that. In front of the air conditioning unit, the carpet was kind of wet, which was probably a clue that something was wrong. It was, like, really wet. Like, (laughs) soaking wet. Oh, I thought it was just damp. Well, I don't know. Like, I stepped on it, like, kind of on one spot, and my sock got all wet. (laughs) So, the carpet was wet. But we were like, we are so tired. We're just going to go to bed. And I know that it's... It's hard in Florida because of the humidity and they do have problems with mold and mildew. But we've stayed in quite a few hotels in Florida and none of them have smelled like that. No. (laughs) And so we were like, it doesn't matter. We'll just go to bed. We'll deal with it if we need to deal with it. And over the next two days, I don't know if it got worse or we just got less tolerant, but it it was mildewy and gross in there. Well, I think that we stayed in it two nights because, was it two nights or three yeah, nights? 
too nice. Because after the second night, we woke up and like all of our sheets were like damp and wet, and like the papers on the dresser were all like wet, and we're like, okay, <laughs> something's wrong. Yeah. So everything in our room was getting wet. Have you ever slept in wet sheets? It is terrible. It's yeah. not fun. No, I was, and <laughs> in the middle of the night, like. So our refrigerator was not refrigerating either. No. And it was freezing. Um, yeah, it was freezing everything. And you had brought like tons of bottled water and some protein drinks and some Diet Dr. Peppers. And because yeah, you can't buy Diet Dr. Pepper at Disneyland. So I'm forced to bring my own. I know. So we had the fridge stocked. And the first day we went to get it, we're like, oh, everything is frozen. It wasn't all completely frozen, but some of it was. So I was like, oh, I better move these cans to the door just to make sure that they don't freeze. So I moved my Diet Dr. Pepper cans to the door of the fridge. And then I turned it down a little bit. But it wasn't enough. I know, because our second night there, what happened? (laughs) We had an explosion in the middle of the night. There was this huge, I mean, explosion is the only word to describe it. It sounded like the devil himself was beating down our door. It was in the middle of the night and it was so freaking loud. It was so loud. I'm like, oh my gosh, there's like a bomb in our room. But it took me a little while, but I figured out that it was the fridge that the soda had exploded i think you figured it out faster because by the time i figured it out you were back asleep (laughs) and i'm still up i think i just heard it and i was like meh i'm alive (laughs) going back to bed (laughs) well in the next morning the fridge door was blown open and there was soda all over frozen soda all over the place a broken can um, Mandy said she saw a hole in the back of the fridge. I don't know if that's true. There was a hole in the back of the fridge. I don't know if it's from the explosion or if that's what was wrong with the refrigerator in the first place. <laughs> well, either way, we decided enough was enough because there had been an explosion in the middle of the night and we were wet. We were wet from this humidity problem that the room was having so we had to change rooms. Yep. <laughs> I mean, they were really accommodating. and But they only moved us like five rooms down, which the room was significantly better. But it still had a little bit of a smell to it. It did. Yeah. There was a, still a mildew smell, but nothing. We didn't feel wet. No, no. damp sheets. And the smell was like minimal compared to the other room. Yeah, for sure. So it wasn't nearly as bad. Thank goodness. But it was comfy bed, a clean hotel, and very cheap. So, And they gave us breakfast. They had a big breakfast buffet every morning with Mickey waffles. Yeah, they did. That was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed that. So I probably would stay there again. But if your room smells like mold, then change right at the beginning. And don't ask for the fifth floor. Be like, any floor but the fifth floor, please. Yeah, probably a good idea. So anyway, we had a great time visiting Disney World. I'm so glad that we got to go. Oh, it was so much fun. I'm loving Disney World more and more every time I go. 
I know me too. The first time I went, I wasn't sure it was very overwhelming, but I've, it's grown on me and I do enjoy it very much. Yes, exactly. But it was fun. Thanks for going with me. Of course. We got to plan another trip back to Disney World. Yes, we do. Not in October, though. It's kind of hot. Yeah, let's wait till November, December, January. Okay, maybe we need to go next Christmas time just to see how Disney World does Christmas. That would be so much fun. Okay, let's do it. It's a date. Okay. (laughs) All right. Thanks so much for chatting with me, Mandy. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Always fun to talk to you. Okay, see ya. Bye. It's always so fun when Mandy joins me on the podcast. So thank you, Mandy, for coming on and discussing all things Disney World. I'm going to be putting up some pictures and videos of our trip on my Instagram. So they'll be up later this week. So you can check those out if you're interested. I will put a link to my Instagram in my show notes. I hope you guys have a fun, happy, safe Halloween. Don't eat too much candy. (laughs) I'll be back next week with something new. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk soon.